You should not, for example, have your bookkeeper go enter the bill, pay the bill, reconcile the bill, because these are three different touch points and someone they can just create a fictional bill, pay it, reconcile it, and you will not know about it. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Are you a business owner struggling to understand your financials and not knowing how to use that information to plan your business? Well, hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to today's episode. I'm here with Kathy Svetina, podcast host, Help My Business is Growing, the founder of Newcastle Finance, a company offering fractional CFO services to women-owned businesses. So for 14 years, Kathy did senior level financial planning and analysis for Fortune 500 companies. She saw firsthand how big companies use financial information to drive those companies forward. But she also didn't think it's fair how large companies have huge teams of experts taking care of their finances, but smaller business owners are expected to do it on their own. That's why she started Newcastle Finance, because she wanted to offer those same powerful financial insights to small businesses as well. So welcome to my show, Kathy. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much, Lucy, for having me. Love it. So we're talking about having a healthy and sustainable business. What exactly does a business need in order to be healthy and sustainable financially? Oh, there's, this is a great question. It's also very, a very loaded question because there's so many things. Obviously, what any b- business needs, it's customers, because if we don't have customers, we just don't have a business. So, but in terms of finances, and in, ter- in terms of the way how the business is structured is making sure that the business, the way how we're running it, it's actually being supported in the future so that we're not just thinking about it in, in the short terms, but also in the long term. And I will give you an example of what I mean by that. Uh, right now, you know, we're recording this in, in April of 2023. Um, there's a lot of businesses that are cutting their marketing and marketing costs and advertising costs. And the problem with that is that when you are cutting it right now, short term, it might look great on your profit and loss statement, but in the long term, it's really not sustainable for the business because you're cutting yourself off from that future generating revenue that might come in the future. So that's what I mean when when I talk about healthy and sustainable businesses is thinking about the decisions that you make in the business. How is that going to affect you in the long term, not just right now? Because it might look great on paper right now, but later on, it will come and bite you back, unfortunately. Yes, I absolutely agree. So many business owners identify themselves as number phobic, right? We all say, oh, I'm not good with numbers. People get stressed out and they get anxiety just looking at numbers. Obviously, my suggestion to my clients is always just to work with an expert. And you speak a lot about fractional CFO. So for those who's not familiar with what a fractional CFO is, can you tell us more about who that person is and how they're different from accountants or bookkeepers? So fractional CFO might sound like a fancy term, but it really, it's not. So essentially what it means when you think about a fraction, it's a part of. So what it means that you get a CFO 
that you're sharing with other businesses as well. So you get a fraction of the CFO that's going to be supporting your business. And and that, that's a good question that you have. What's the difference between a bookkeeper, accountant, and a fractional CFO? So the best way to describe this is a bookkeeper, it's very transactional in your business. You're going to make sure that, you know, your bills are coming in correctly, that your invoices are segmented correctly, that they're going to be reconciling your bank account, all that stuff that needs to happen in the business to get when it gets the financial data, right? So that you can pay the bills and that you actually get the money in. The accountant are mostly focused on taxes, at least in the small business accounting space, and making sure that you're being compliant, that you're paying sales taxes, that you're paying your actual federal taxes, and you know, all that good stuff about taxes. But You'll notice when I'm talking about bookkeepers and accountants, they're very focused on what happened on in the past in your business. So they really talk, the most focus that they have is what has happened in your business in the past and making sure that the numbers are correct. But we all know that just because we have the past done well, that doesn't mean that the future is going to be done well, right? So how do you take that information that your bookkeeper or your accountant are giving you and how do you make decisions out of this so that you can you know you can hire the right people that you can have the right business strategy how is that going to look like that is something that the fractional cfos do so bookkeepers and accountants take care of the past fractional cfos take care of the future I love that. So for you and your clients do they still work with their accountants and bookkeepers when they work with you? Yes, for sure. And I will not work with a business owner that does not have bookkeeper and accountant in place. That that will not happen. I will tell them right there that stops because I cannot help them if they don't have that. Because for us to be able to do the planning, to do the analysis, to do the future vision, and to figure out the decisions that we need to make, we need to rely on the reports and on the uh, data that accountants and bookkeepers are providing. But that is absolutely foundational for any type of strategic financial work that we need to be doing. You mentioned financial planning, right? So how is financial planning for a company different from financial planning for people? That's a great question. So when you think about financial planning for people, we think about 401ks, we think about stocks, we think about investing, we think about, you know, if you have a will or a trust fund or any of that stuff, of that stuff. Financial planning for a business is very different. Yes, you can have, you know, 401ks that you're going to offer to your employees. However, that is more of a HR benefit side, not something that the fractional CFO gets involved with. When you when you're really thinking about in the business sense, it's how do we make decisions, financial decisions about the business? Who do we hire? How should we use the resources that we currently have? employees that, that you have in the business, do they make sense? Uh, do we need to hire more people? Also, um, cash flow, it's it's a real struggle for small businesses. Just because you're profitable doesn't mean that you have cash in the bank as well. So managing that is a part of a fractional CFO's job, making sure that the company that they're taking care of, obviously, has profit, that ha- first of all, that it has revenue come in, the right type of revenue, because not every money is good money, uh, that they have profit and that they have cash in the bank. And also, how are they going to grow in the business? There's other things that we need to think about and being a sounding board to the CEO. So these are all the type of decisions that happen in the company from the financial perspective that obviously don't happen as an individual, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And would you say when would you suggest someone to hire out the part of the CFO role? This is hard to hard to really pinpoint, and I'll tell you why. It's because a company that might be at let's say three hundred, four hundred thousand right now could does not really need a fractional CFO. They just need honestly, they just need a pretty good accountant and a and a very good bookkeeper. And I always say that because I only work with companies that are between a million and ten. So when they come to me before a million, I really tell them you just need to get yourself a really good accountant that can explain things to you, and then you can make decisions. But also on the other hand, I will say if you are getting investors in the business, if you are going to be growing really fast, meaning that right now, let's say you're three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, and a couple of months down the road, you see yourself reaching that million and a half, and then you're going to be at three million. You want to make sure the decisions that you're making right now actually make sense, and that you're not bleeding money. So, in terms of revenue, it's how fast are you growing. So that's one thing. Look at how fast are you growing, and in terms of revenue, also if you're under a million, if you're not growing really fast, and if you can figure it out on your own, then I wouldn't get a fractional CFO because it's just not going to make sense from a financial perspective. But once you're at the point of a million or or about two, then you're gonna start feeling the pain of okay, I, I really need someone to help me with this because I I cannot just rely on the people that I have right now. They're doing a great job. But I need to be more strategic, and that is not my expertise. And and you feel that there is a pinpoint that you definitely feel it. Absolutely, and I think a lot of growing entrepreneurs are always, always focusing on their sales, their numbers. They're trying to increase their sales. But I know you talked about this that might be actually making them less successful. Tell me more. So I always say that not all money is good money. It it isn't. It depends on what type of customers are you serving. And an example could be if you、uh, let's say that you're an agency and you have a lot of customers that are taking a lot of your time. They're difficult. It's yes, you do get the money and they pay well. But the problem is that from the efficiency standpoint, you might have to hire more people just to serve those customers. So that's not. Optimal. So yes, you can grow sales, but it's also what type of sales are you growing, and what type of margins are you growing in as well. Making sure that your gross margins are what they need to be. So essentially, gross margins, as a, people are not familiar with it, it's your sales minus your cost of goods sold or gross margin, what you essentially have available for everything else that happens in your business, like you know rent, people, and everything else to get to the net profit. But making sure that the type of business that comes in is good business, it's profitable business, but it's also that it's especially in the small business world is that the type of business that you really want to work with that it's you know and that it has a potential to grow if that's what you want to do. Beautifully said. And I know you also talk about the risk of fraud for small business finances, even if you have an accountant. So tell us more. What might be business missing? To put them at risk. That's that's a whole topic that we could talk about for an hour if we wanted to. But I, I will I will boil it down to essentially what a lot of small businesses do not implement in their finances. And again, this is a part of a business being healthy and sustainable. Is the idea of the internal controls. And internal controls essentially means you're safeguarding the assets that you have, not just the money and the cash, but also if you're dealing with inventory. 
So for example, that not just in terms of that the people might be stealing, but also that you're not ordering stuff that like doing extra ordering because you know, something's laying on the shelves and no one remembers it, right? So having the checks and balances. But in terms of the financial aspect of it is making sure that not just one person, no no one person should have the keys to the kingdom when it comes to finances. So you should not, for example, have your bookkeeper go and enter the bill, pay the bill, reconcile the bill, because these are three different touch points and someone can, you know, if fortunately that happens, they can just create a fictional bill, pay it, reconcile it, and you will not know about it. So there's there shouldn't steps that you can do. So make sure that not just one person doing everything. So that's number one. The other thing is too, you can create certain workflows. So for example, you can give people um, uh, access to that. If a bill is over a certain threshold, let's say $10,000 or $20,000, you know, whatever that number means for you, that it goes through different workflows so that there's two people looking at it and approving it, for example. I mean, there's definite ways to do this, but what I've noticed with the small businesses that I work with, that usually they don't have any of that in place at all. And that's putting yourself in risk. And that's not a good situation. Absolutely. And I I know you actually have a framework for companies to be healthy and sustainable. Yeah. So the framework that I have, I'm really looking at the business holistically. And as, as we started the conversation, it all starts with the foundational bookkeeping and accounting. So that's if you look at it as, as a part of the house, that is really your first foundation of the house. If that's not done right, then nothing else is going to. And, you know, it's it, it's what in IT they used to call it garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> so you don't want to be in a situation where your financial data is just not making sense and it's not correct. And, you know, it takes three months to update it because it's people are just don't know what they're doing. So foundationally, bookkeeping and accounting needs to be done. And then once we have that done, then we can build the walls, right? So that's the financial analysis. So now that you have all of this, what are you going to be doing with it? You're going to be looking at the trends that you have in the business. What are some of the patterns that you're seeing? Are there certain vendors that are just not as optimal as they should be? Are there any expenses that they're going up or down? I mean, there's so many ways to slice and dice this. But looking at it from a financial perspective and being curious, what are the numbers telling you? People like to say numbers tell a story. That's basically what it is. Financial analysis is equals numbers tell a story. Once we have that done too, is making sure that the systems and the processes that you're using to do all of this make sense for your business. So I like to call this as a interior design because just like you would not put a bath up in the middle of the kitchen, right? Because it just doesn't make sense. You want to use the type of tools that make sense for your business. So if you're, a, let's say, specifically a contractor business in construction, using regular software that a marketing agency will use, it, it's going to create a problem for you because these are two different businesses. So you want to have tools that you're using are specific for your business so that you have the information that you can analyze later on. So that's important, making sure that the, the systems that you're using match your business well, that you can get the information easy and it's easily accessible and it's up to date. And then once you have all of that, the foundation, the analysis, the right systems, then we can talk about really 
planning for the business. So that is the house. The house protects the business. The, the, the roof protects the house. I apologize. So once you have that, then we can figure out, you know, how are we going to grow? If we're going to grow, what are some of the changes that we can make in the business that it's going to make it healthier and more sustainable? Because now we know that we have good data that we can rely on. And then also, if you are going to exit from the business, I know a lot of business owners don't even think about this, but, you know, we, we don't live forever. So you, you probably want to retire at some point, or maybe you want to pass it down to your kids, or maybe you want to, you know, sell it off or whatever you want to do with it. There will come a time when you just don't want to be in the business. So yes, it might be 20 years from now, but let's figure out what we can do right now so that if you do sell it, you can get the most for the business. And then the fifth pieces that we talked about that protects all of this house is those internal controls, making sure that people are not doing weird stuff and that you're not being wasteful. Mm, love everything you talked about. And it's so true. When you start a business, you can totally already think about the exit, right? Just like how the younger you think about retirement, the better it is for you for planning. And it, it might also be that, you know, you, you choose not to do it and you just choose to sunset the business. That's fine, too. But you still want to have an option. It's good to have options. Love that. So in and out of running your own and other women's million dollar business, what is a favorite quote that you go by? So I, I like to say this, that, you know, it's really not about the numbers, but it's about how those numbers can help you achieve your vision and your goals. Beautifully said. So where can we find you? So you can find me on LinkedIn, Kathy Svetina. I'm the only one there. Or you could also go to my website, newcastlefinance.us. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lucy. I really appreciate it. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 